Welcome to the Clio for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this podcast, I share practical tips and tricks for implementing Clio into your organization, within your school, or in your lesson. My name is Patrick de Boer, and I'm a Clio teacher from the Netherlands, as well as a Clio teacher trainer and coach. And in this podcast, I'd like to share my ideas and experiences with you in order to get Clio on top of your mind. Have fun listening. Hi there, thank you for tuning in to this new episode of the Clear for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this, well, probably shorter episode, but I kind of expected it last time and it was the longest one ever. Um, I want to talk with you about my experience with shutting down my Facebook group. And although that might not be really relevant to you, I did take, uh, well, rediscover some takeaways from that for both my teaching and, and working with teams. I've also been last week to the National uh, education conference in the Netherlands, learn a lot of new things there uh, that I will share in upcoming episodes. Uh, but because closing my Facebook group was quite a thing last week, I did want to share some takeaways with you in this episode. Now, if you're not on Facebook or so, don't worry about it. It's not so much about going on Facebook. Actually, I'm staying away from Facebook a little bit. Um, I used to host the Clill Club for years on Facebook. And this closed um, Facebook group was basically my way of serving Clear Teachers worldwide. I, I still have um, the idea that Clear Teachers worldwide are reinventing the wheel. And I try to come up with ways to get teachers to, well, connect basically and share and find inspiration. One of the ways I used to do that is by having my own Clear magazine and have uh, teachers from all over the world share ideas in that. It's the reason I organize an online Clear Summit. Um, and another thing that I well used to have is this online Facebook group with more than 2,000 Clear teachers from all over the world in it. Yet, I decided to close it last week. The main reason was it was taking quite some time for me to um, a more um, make sure that people stayed active there, you know, constantly getting uh, questions in there and ask people to participate, ask them to, to join, etc. And I noticed that out of those more than 2,000 people, only a handful responded to things. So I decided to quit and I posted that last week. I, I said, well, here, there, there this is the reason I, I will close this Facebook group. The thing that happened next was something that surprised me a little. Um, it became the, the, the most popular post ever in the Clear Club. Um, tens of people, if not, well, I think it's over 100 now, people commented on it and they shared it and more than 1K people saw it. So it was widely spread and lots of people responded to it in a way that they said, well, oh, we're sorry you're closing it down and I learned so much. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And what can I learn from this? You know, take take from this and, and take that to my practice as a teacher, my practice as working with teams. Well, there's three things that I want to share with you in this episode. What I learned from this experience. The first thing is that you can um, have more impact on other people, either in your team or as a teacher on your students, than you might think. Some people responded to, to this message of me closing down the group saying, well, you helped me with getting my diploma. 
um, when I was still studying because there was information I could find in this group. Well, I did not see that one coming, definitely. Um, so I also had the experience as a teacher that once I sat down with a, a student that was graduating and she shared with me an experience from years before when I played the four chord song in my math class. And we talked about that for a minute. And that actually inspired her to do something more with her um, um, music related hobbies. And she knew, still, she still remembered that years later with that just being a very small thing um, in my lesson. So I just wanted to you to be aware of that, that the things you say matter, the, the small ways that you get in touch with students matter. Um, you matter. The, the things you do as a teacher have an impact, even if you do not maybe expect it. I did not expect people to use materials from the Kill Club to get, get their diplomas, but it happened. And I really appreciate them sharing that right now because it makes me feel like, okay, so you, it was useful for you. Um, but obviously that's not something that's being said that often. Your students will not tell you, well, we really enjoyed the lesson. Well, they might, but not all of the time. And although you you taught them something new, they will not, you know, appreciate it all of the time. And the same uh, uh, happens when you coordinate a team. I know from experience, it's a whole lot of work to coordinate a team, to organize activities, to um, organize teacher meetings, parents' evenings, get in touch with with board, etc. A lot of a whole lot of time goes into that, a lot of effort, and you don't always get that appreciation back. But these small moments of people sharing their appreciation that shows that you do not do it for nothing. Um, there are people out there who notice it, and maybe, maybe we can take from that that it might also be a good thing to to show your appreciation every now and then the second thing that i wanted to share with you um, that i take away from this experience um, is that um, and i'm just going to look at my notes now because obviously i wrote this as a blog post and you can look at that but i now can't find my notes anymore that's interesting Ah, here it is. Uh, so the second thing, yeah. So um, I had a vision, right? I had a vision of getting people in this Facebook group and getting people from all over the world to connect. And I had to make them the, the, the tough choice of, uh, of quitting this group. Making a choice like this is hard. And you sometimes also face moments in your life with your team or with your, your maybe even in a class situation where you have to make a choice that's hard. Um, and maybe you even, you remember having having to have to done, do that some, at some point in your life. And then after you did it, feeling a little bit relieved, you know. So that's something that I think is a good thing. Uh, and people tend to keep doing some things too long because, well, they've always done it that way or because... Um, it's something that we used to do and instead of thinking, okay, but, but does this still work with the way that we want to, you know, approach things? Is it still aligned with the vision that we have? Is it still aligned with the mission of the school? Is it still something that we aim to do as an effective thing to do? And, you know, I've had moments in my teacher career where I had to, well, talk with teachers about collaboration not quite working out. And those are hard decisions that you have to make. But often, those eventually make sure that you feel relieved. So even those hard decisions 
um, can be tough, but also can be needed. Um, and I did not even have to fire anyone, you know. You might be in a position that you have to fire your teachers, um, and those are hard decisions. I'm glad that I've never been into in a position like that. And the third thing that I want to share, um, and I already mentioned it just now, is that I had a vision of, uh, it did, or uh, not a vision as in, you know, I, 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 had, um, I imagined this group to be a place where teachers could meet up, where teachers could find inspiration, share activities. You know, if whenever they ran out of ideas, they would go there and, and find inspiration. And that just didn't work out. And that's also fine, right? If you, I'm now at a point in my life where I decide, okay, I'm going to do different things. So I'm going to change the direction in which I'm going. And sometimes that means you change the things you do. Not everything you do is set in, set in stone. And the same and the same thing applies to the school policy. You know, 20 years ago, I'm quite sure there was not that much policy when it comes to, to devices in the classroom. And 10 years ago, um, there, were, there was no policy on, on worldwide pandemics. I'm quite sure schools now thought of, okay, what do we do with devices? What do we do when we need to get students to work from home? We now have those, those things in place. We have that experience. But that changes over time. So it's not a bad thing to at some point think, okay, I have this way of teaching. I have this way of thinking things should work out. But it might not be the way that we want to work anymore. It, may, it might not be the direction of school anymore. Now, bilingual education has been around in the Netherlands for, for more than 20 years. So some schools have been doing this for more than 20 years. And it's very likely that the way they organized it more than 20 years ago is not the same as, well, the way they organize it right now. Teams have changed. Management has changed. Um, and students have changed, obviously. And the way that we work, the policies that are in place might need an update. And that's not always easy because writing a policy is not something that's fun to do. And I also don't think it's the coordinator's job to do or the management job to do. I think it's a team effort. And that's something I've been doing quite a while now um, with, with hosting workshops for schools in the Netherlands that really want to do just this. So we're not going to go into the practical, how do you, what do you do with clearing your lesson, but really where do you want to go? In which direction do you want to go as a team? If that this interests you, make sure to, to um, and go to my website and, and or you can find it in the show notes and, and reach out if this sounds interesting because I run into so many schools that just don't know why they do CLIL anymore. And that's a shame. And it all has to do with being open-minded and changing the direction that you're going. Just like I did with this Facebook group, obviously... It did not work out the way that I planned, despite the fact that there were more than 2,000 people in there. Um, it just did not become the place that I envisioned it to be. So I quit and I decided to go into a different direction, one of which is obviously this podcast, which is um, really new for me right now. Um, and it's still a, a work in progress. I'm, I'm improving things along the way. But um, this podcast, going on more, being more active on LinkedIn, but also helping more schools with... Um, working with Cleo, that's really the direction that I want to go in right now. And that's different than it was five years ago when I was still almost teaching full-time, uh, teaching almost full-time. Anyway, those are just three takeaways from the from, from quitting the Cleo Club um, and the huge amount of responses that I received on that, which I thought was a bit scary, really. 
And as I, as I said, I've been to the National uh, Education Conference last week as well for two days and was very inspiring, learned a lot of things there. Also had some negative experiences that I thought, well, I have an opinion about this, so, but I will share those in future episodes um, because I want to keep these episodes, well, short as I said in the introduction of this podcast. So that's it for this um, um, episode. Make sure to reach out if you feel well. Um, think the direction of my skill team is not quite clear. Maybe it's good to to chat with Patrick about that. Um, make sure to to share this podcast if you like it. If you have any ideas, concepts, um, feedback, let me know. I'm curious to hear what you think of this um, podcast, and um, hope to hear from you next week. <laughs>